Hey Rebels, welcome back to another episode of Rebel Saints. I'm your host, Nicole, and today we're going to dive into the topic of sin. The seven deadly sins, to be exact. Now, you might be thinking, what are these sins and why are they such a big deal? Stick around because I'm going to break it down for you in a way that's easy to understand and might just change the way you see your own struggles. So, what are the seven deadly sins? I want you to think of them as villains in the story of your spiritual journey. They're like these sneaky little monsters that try to trip you up and lead you away from the path of goodness and grace. But fear not, because just like any good superhero, you have the power to defeat them with the help of God's grace. The seven deadly sins are also known as the capital sins or cardinal sins. And they're a classification of vices vices that have been recognized by Christian tradition, particularly within the Catholic theology and moral teaching. They're considered deadly because they lead to spiritual death, if not repented and corrected. So let's start with the first one, pride. Picture this. Your school is hosting a talent show, and everyone is excited to showcase their skills. You've been practicing your guitar solo for weeks, and you're feeling pretty confident about your performance. But as you watch your classmates take the stage, something starts to stir inside you. Suddenly, you're not just excited to share your talent. You're comparing yourself to others, sizing up their acts and secretly hoping yours will be the best. That feeling of superiority, that belief that you deserve the spotlight more than anyone else, that's pride creeping in. But here's the thing. The talent show isn't a competition. It's a chance for each person to shine in their own unique way, celebrating the diversity of gifts and talents that God has given to us. So instead of letting pride get the best of you, why not choose to cheer on your classmates and appreciate the beauty of their performances, knowing that your value isn't determined by who gets the most applause? And again, yes, you might not be, you know, in a talent show, but I'm sure you can uh, use this example, like if you play sports or like if you, um, you know, are competitive in like academics or, you know, something like that. Okay. Like, I'm sure there are things where you can see where um, you are being too prideful. And again, pride and having a positive self-esteem and self-worth aren't the same things here, okay? Yes, you should be proud of who you are. You should be proud of your accomplishments and the hard work you you do to achieve them. But we're talking about something where you feel superior or better than someone else and someone else who is also a child of God, okay? And that's the tricky thing about, about pride. It can sneak up on us when we least expect it. You know, turning kind of like even really innocent situations into these opportunities for comparison and self-glorification. But by recognizing pride for what it is and choosing humility instead, we can keep our, hope, our hearts open to God's grace and the beauty, the beauty <laughs> of the plan um, he has for all of our lives. So the next sin is greed. And um, hmm, have you ever found yourself wanting like the latest iPhone or designer clothes just because everyone else has them, you know, that's greed. Um, you know, or maybe like you want, uh, 
uh, you know, the next brand new Stanley Cup when you already have four and you really don't need another Stanley. I mean, honestly, no one needs a Stanley Cup, but whatever. Um, you know, they are nice, but you don't need them, right? Um, and so it's like you just constantly want more, more, more things, more material things above everything else. Or um, like you have a bunch of cupcakes and one for each person of your family, but you sneak 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 like the another one you know that kind of thing that's uh greed you know like you want it for yourself um but what i want you to remember is your true wealth comes from the richness of our relationships and our love for god not from the stuff we own friends okay it doesn't um lust okay <clears throat> talking to teenagers about lust so friends it's natural to have feelings for someone you know um and, and God wants us to appreciate the beauty we find in people we find attractive. Like, God wouldn't have given us the appreciation for beauty if he didn't want us to have it. Lust is where we take this appreciation to a level where we um, disrespect the person, where we only see them for the things that we think we can get out of them where like we think of their bodies as something that are solely made for our pleasure do you get what i'm saying when we disrespect the person god designed love to be pure and selfless okay so strive to honor um the people in your life that you know, especially, you know, like when you see a girl or, you know, you see a performer on stage and, and something, you know, makes you feel attraction to them. Try to keep your thoughts in a respectful place. Envy. Okay. This is, this is, this is one that is like kind of hard friends because, you know, I think we've all felt it at some point and another, and it can also kind of make us feel bad. So imagine scrolling through like your Instagram or TikTok feeds and you're seeing friends, you know, or like other influencers with what seems like a perfectly curated life. You know, their posts are um, of these amazing vacations or fancy dinners. And you look at them and you're like, oh my God, your life is like perfect. And suddenly like, you're like, you're comparing your life to them. Like you're comparing your, um, you know, dinner at McDonald's compared to theirs at like, I don't know, whatever nice restaurant you like to go to. Um, and this feeling kind of hits you. It hits you like, like a ton of bricks, right? Cause it just, it makes you feel inadequate. Um, and, and you wish you had what they had. And this feeling of jealousy and longing, you know, for what other have, for what others have is, is envy at work. And it's like a green-eyed green -eyed monster. It, it lurks in the shadows, whispering lies about your worth. And it convinces you that you're never going to measure up. But here's the thing, especially as it relates to social media. It's just a highlight reel, friends. It's 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 carefully crafted version of reality. And it doesn't show the whole picture. Okay. So behind those perfect posts are real people 
with struggles and insecurities and imperfections just like you, okay? So just like you're scrolling, kind of feeling that way, they're certainly feeling it about something else, okay? So instead of letting like envy kind of poison the situation, celebrate the blessings of others, but focus on the blessings and the good things that are happening in your life, okay? Remember, God has a unique plan for each of us and comparing ourselves to others just distracts us from fulfilling that plan with joy and gratitude, okay? The next uh, seven deadly sins up is gluttony. All right, like, <laughs> who doesn't love a good pizza party? Like, oh my gosh, pizza, I, I just love pizza, right? Um, Have you ever had like, more pizza than you really needed to be satisfied or chocolate or ice cream or whatever it is, right? Like, and, and usually gluttony is with food, but it could be gluttony with uh, indulging too much in things that you really, really, really enjoy, right? Like video games or um, Netflix or, you know, like anything like that, like where it's like too much of a good thing, right? So, okay. When we overindulge in food or drink or anything else, we're not respecting the bodies and the gifts God has given us. Okay. So moderation is key here. All right. Again, it's not about not giving, not enjoying the things that God has given us, right? God wants us to enjoy our lives. God wants us to have a happy life, but everything in moderation, you know, like you don't want to overdo it. Wrath or anger. Like we all get angry sometimes, right? Um, but sometimes we fall so we allow ourselves to fall so easily into being angry or irritated or mean or rude and it, it can become a habit or we can be so consumed with whatever it is that's making us angry or whoever it is that has hurt us that we're angry that it can turn to bitterness um and even and this is bad, a desire for revenge. And that can lead us down to a dangerous path. Okay? So when things make you angry or when people, you know, do things that like just upset you, try to take yourself out of it. Okay? Um, and I'm not saying allow people to abuse you or hurt you. I'm not saying that. Okay? But what I'm saying is when you're angered, takes control over you and you like can't control it that's like where you need a problem uh, where you might need help with oh that's sin okay so try to control your anger try to step away from it and honestly try to for forgiveness for and and reconciliation for for whatever the thing is that that made that's making you angry okay and sometimes you're mad at someone because they did something to you right and you might not ever get an apology from that person. When you forgive them, you're forgiving, you're forgiving yourself. You're giving yourself permission to let that negativity just go and, and to move on. Okay. So lay it at Jesus's, lay it at the foot of the cross is, is kind of my, my advice to you. And again, easier said than done. Yes, absolutely. But just think of that, you know, especially if like, you know, maybe it's not as serious. Maybe I'm getting a little too dramatic here, but maybe it's like you have no patience with your siblings and you're always angry or you lash out or you have an attitude with your parents all the time, or you're always like talking back, right? That kind of thing. All right. 
moving forward. Uh, with the last sin, which is the seventh one, and it is sloth. So, like, basically sloth is just laziness. Um, anyone, like, seriously procrastinate on studying for that algebra test? Anyone, like, choose to ignore your chores to, like, do something else or sleep or, you know, whatever it is that you're supposed to do? Um, that's, that's sloth. Okay. So, um, like binging on Netflix is cool every once in a while. Don't do it all the time. Um, playing your video games is cool. Don't do it for, you know, so much that you're neglecting your own life. Okay. Um, God calls us to be an active participant in our own lives and to work at building his kingdom here on earth. You can't do that if you're not living your life, if you're just like sitting there and being this passive uh, person who isn't being taking an action in their life, okay? So shake off whatever it is that you're not doing that you should be doing. Um, and it could be even like a spiritual laziness, like you're not praying or you're not focusing your uh, time as you should on your relationship with Christ. Okay. Well, rebels, there you have it. The seven deadly sins. I hope I broke them down for you in a way that you understand or, you know, helpful. Um, so look, think, re- remember this, like we're all, um, on this journey to Christ together. Okay. And God's grace is always there to help us overcome our struggles. So like, if you find that you've been dealing with any of these, like, you know, kind of seven deadly sins, these spiritual sins to a point that it's affecting your, yourself in your life in a negative way, your relationships with other people in a negative way, go to confession, confess them. Um, next week we're going to be talking about Lent and how, uh, really looking in and and doing some internal reflection and, and, and examination of self of your conscious with respect to these deadly sins can actually help you have a really fruitful Lent. All right. Thanks for tuning in Rebel Saints. Don't forget to hit subscribe and join us next time as we continue our quest for, uh, truth and holiness. Until then, stay rebelliously faithful, friends. God bless. I'm praying for you.